This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. My latest installment is going to be a great one. I mean, whenever I get to talk to the best athletes to come through Florida, I don't care how you feel about it. It ain't, it ain't, listen, but this guy right here, it's hard to say because he played tight end, played quarterback, played fullback, played everything on offense but offensive line. His weight was too, he just was, he was just too small to do it out of Venice, Florida. The great Trey Burton. What's going on with you there, Trey? Ain't nothing, man. You good? I'm great. I, I'm, I'm so happy to have you. I remember. I think you was there with the unveiling of the new facility, the the, the $85 million facility, you and a couple other former players. I reached out to you, man. I appreciate you reaching back out. Before we even get to the festivities coming this Sunday, you have a knack for the end zone, Trey, no matter where you at. You scored like, what, 76 touchdowns in high school, 20 touchdowns in college. Have you always been a guy on offense and say, look, wherever they need me at, I'm going to find a way to get it done? Yeah, I think my thing, my whole thing growing up was I just wanted to play. I never wanted to sit, you know, and never wanted to watch. So whatever I had to do to get on the field um, and, you know, score or tackle or whatever, honestly, offense, defense, special teams really didn't matter. Just wanted to play. You are being a, being a jack of many trades. Most of the time, you know, when I play, you know, uh, quarterback and, you know, running back in high school, then I get to college, they got to figure out, okay, where am I going to put him? You know, playing for Muschamp and Maya, you was a guy that they was like, look, why why change it up now? This is a guy that can do a lot of things. I'm watching you with six touchdowns as a as a freshman against against Kentucky. Sorry, Jesse, sorry, uh um Jesse Palmer. I was there when Jesse Palmer had four, then Tebow come through with five, never thought it'd be broken. You know, then Tebow <laughs> like who who you know who was this Trey Burton dude with six touchdowns? But was it did that help you with the transition to college? Because the hardest thing is the terminology, the speed. Because you, because they were trying to make you something you're not, did that make your transition to college a little easier? No, you know, honestly, uh, in high school, my coaches did a great job of preparing me for college. Uh, just from, I played quarterback in high school, so uh, they brought in a guy that played quarterback in college at Auburn and played in the NFL. Uh, actually, NFL Europe. I don't think he actually played in the, in the um, NFL in America, but he played NFL Europe. So he taught me, like, a whole new way of learning ball, not just learning my spot. Not just learning what the wide receivers got, but learning what, you know, offensive line protections, blocking scheme, you know, route concepts, all that type of stuff. And that really helped me, you know, catapult into the NFL or in, into college. And uh, when I got to college, you know, did the same thing. Didn't just learn the playbook from a quarterback standpoint, learned what everybody had. And then when I got to training camp my freshman year, we're about to start the season, I want to say, maybe like a week or two before the season started. Urban came in, you know, Urban, one of those really late meetings, you know, till 11 o'clock or whatever. And we're all basically sleeping in there. And he like busted through the door and we're all like, oh, shoot, you know, here's coach. And he's like, uh, he basically said like, hey, Trey, you're too athletic to be sitting on the bench because John Brentley was a starter at the time. And uh, he deserved, you know, his his role and his time for sitting after behind T-Boy. And he was obviously an awesome, awesome quarterback as well. And uh, yeah, he's like, hey, basically, you need to I need you to play uh, multiple stuff and I need you on the field. And so from then on, I was like, yeah. And then like Muschamp would have never recruited me. But I, I just happened to be there on scholarship, and then I just, you know, was able to do more. And the more you can do, you know how it is, the more you stay around. 
What does what does that do for a player? You know, obviously, I, I know about. Listen, when when Trey say those late meetings, anything past ten o'clock, you you messing with my. You don't you, no you don't want to get nothing done. You, meetings no are supposed to happen early, eight o'clock. Round by nine forty-five, eyes get real real heavy. All of a sudden, lights get. He busts in and says, "You are too talented to not be playing." What does that do for your psyche? Because obviously, every player has a has a no. Every player has a lot of ego in them. Like, we have a lot of ego in us. We have to push that to the side because I want to do what's great for the team. It had to make you feel feel good knowing that everyone's like, look, man, I know what you can do. I know what you can't love. But now I'm finna, I'm, finna add, I'm finna add that work to you. You're finna be able to go out there and find a way to get you to rock. Well, I mean, at first it sounds great, right? Like, oh, I'm going to play as a freshman. Sweet. This is what I wanted to do. I didn't want to redshirt. Uh, but then when, it, when push comes to shove and you have to learn how to you know, cut off a backside defensive end and you're, 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 I'm just using my head and I'm not using no hands, you know, like, sweet. And then it's crazy, like, how physical football is from uh, every other position except for quarterback. Because you got to understand, like, I n- had never got hit except for Friday nights, you know, in high school and then, you know, never in college because I never, never played a real, you know, game uh, from a quarterback standpoint. So in, in practice, you never get hit as a, as a quarterback unless you're doing a board drill, you know, with Urban before practice and all that, all that stuff he used to do with us. So I never got hit. And then, from never getting hit to hitting every single play or every time you're in, it was just like a whole another, uh, whole another game, you know, for me from a physical standpoint. Trey, are you looking? Are you looking at these other positions? Like, is this what y'all do every day? Wait a minute, right? Y'all, y'all crazy. Y'all, but I'm, y'all, y'all crazy. <laughs> like you said, a quarterback world, total different world. Meaning, I, because I'm the only person on the field, I got to stand in a pocket yeah. with a 250, 300 pound man barreling down on me to make a throw. Now. I got to cut off on the backside. I got to do a wham block. I got to, I got to go cut off. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. I'm used to just calling out the protection, looking at the safeties. Are they trying to bring the blitz? Who's my hot to, hey, man, there go Dominique Easley. There he is. Now, hey, man, we need you to cut him off. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. And mind you, and that's how they say it. Hey, uh, Trey, we need you to cut off Dominique. Stop. for Stop. Just <laughs> wait, wait a second. You want me to do and But they wouldn't tell you that if you couldn't do it. Now, doesn't mean that in your mind you're thinking, what in the world's going on? But every time I'm seeing you at Florida, I'm like, man, he's carrying the ball against Georgia at the quarterback position. Then he's catching out the backfield from the running back position. There he is. It's like most of the time when I saw you, I said, I don't – when people used to ask me, what does Trey play? I said, he plays offense. Like that's the best way to describe because Trey could be here one game. Was it a game-by-game situation that used you or was it just like, look, man, I got to know everything because I have to do everything? Yeah, I think it was game game by game. You know how you know we scheme things up for certain teams, but uh, I would always just make sure I knew what everybody had to do, just in case. I mean, I remember specifically I played one game, a Thursday night game in the NFL, and I wasn't necessarily playing offense at the time, but I remember uh, something happened to Coop. It was my rookie, my rookie year, and uh, nobody knew what the hell was going on. And Coop like came off the field like you know limping, and so I just poof, jumped right in, and I didn't, I didn't play X, you know what I'm saying? But I knew exactly what needed to be done. And so I always just, you know, prided myself on knowing the whole entire offense and everybody's job just because I just I hated sitting and I didn't want to sit and I wanted to play as much as I possibly could. My my second year in the NFL, it was myself, it was Aaron Kenny, and it was a uh, postgame. You know what I mean? But it was yeah. both his rookie year. We had three tight ends set, man. I used to love that trade personnel. We thought we was doing something. Like we had fun with it, right? We thought we was doing something. Then all of a sudden, I remember this. Brent Selleck, before he got drafted, we was at Cincinnati. He was he was in Nashville for something. I got a chance to meet him. I wish him nothing but the best. I think he was trying to trying to figure out what agent he's gonna get. Then all of a sudden I see Brent, I see Zach, and I see Trey. And I go, hell 
Yes, because what happens is you got three different guys, three different sizes, three different skill sets, but it just worked. You got Brent with his hand in the ground. You got Zach got to go on motion. But then I'm like, well, who the hell going to go on motion? Because Trey is the you guy. Talk about being in a system that most of the time when it's three tight ends, the third tight end is usually the starter on special team. That's why he dresses every day. But that was utilizing you guys, man. How did how did a guy like you know Andy Reid was like, look, man, I'm outside Doug Peterson say, I gotta find a way to get these boys to run. Yeah, I think it it takes a real talented coordinator to be able to draw and scheme things up. You know, it, it takes a uh, real talented coordinator, but it also takes really good people in the locker room just because you know, you know, you talked earlier about ego. When you get to the NFL, the egos just get way worse, you know, and uh, way bigger just because certain people are making certain money and you think you should be making this type of money and things, you know, just don't go that way. And it's really easy to catch feelings, you know, from that standpoint in comparison. And uh, so, I mean, I would be I'd be doing the wrong thing if I didn't, you know, thank Selick and Ertz just for the type of guys they were off the field and just the way they carried themselves. And there was never any ego ever, which never happens, especially when you got three guys that can play at the same same exact time. But it, it takes someone really special uh, to be able to game plan and make sure, you know, Selleck gets his touches. Ertz obviously gets the most touches out of all of us. And then, you know, they throw here a couple here and there at me. But we took advantage of it a lot. You know, we, I would talk to a lot of defensive coordinators um, when I played with other teams the next couple of years about, you know, that was kind of the beginning of trying to spread people wide with three bigger body dudes, you know. Um, and it happened here or there, maybe with two guys, but it never really happened with three dudes. And I remember, like, specifically defensive coordinators being like, man, I don't know why you guys didn't do that more, you know, because it was so tough for them. There was never, for a defensive coordinator, there was, it wasn't easy to scheme for three bigger guys just because how versatile we were and what we were able to do. And so, it, and then once again, it takes a really good coordinator to be able to put us in good positions um, and make us all successful. The voice you listen to right now is Trey Burton, Super Bowl champ. All everything for the university for the Florida Gators. But in, in my opinion, taking nothing away from David Tyree, taking nothing away from uh, the catch, I want to say uh, with uh, Julia Edelman, the greatest play in, in, in Super Bowl history, not because it worked, but because they called that thing. We're we going to get in that real quick. But before I do train, please tell me what it's like playing for Philadelphia. I played Philadelphia one time in Philly. And when I tell you Philadelphia lives up to the hype, Philadelphia fans hate everybody, sometimes even the Eagles, sometimes even them. But you played there. Talk about the culture of the Philadelphia Eagles. What is it like playing for them? What you see is what you get, man. Like, nothing, none, of it, none of it is fake. None of it's a front. Like, it's as real raw as it, you can possibly get when you go on social media and you type in, you know, the Eagles. And you see people bashing. You see people cheering. You see people celebrating, talking trash. I'll never forget my welcome to the Philadelphia moment was week one of my rookie year, actually. We were playing the Jaguars, and I want to say we were down, it was probably like 17-0 at halftime. And I remember running into the locker room and just getting stuff thrown. We're at home now. We're at home. Getting stuff thrown at us. Boo, you know, middle fingers, da-da-da, yelling at us. And I'm, I'm sitting here, like, head on a swivel, making sure I ain't getting hit by nothing out, coming out of the stands. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what the hell is this? We ended up coming back and winning the game. But that's like the, it was the tale of two Eagles fans, you know? Like, they hate you one second, but then you play well, and then they love you, and they respect you. So – at the end of the day, uh, they want people that are committed to Eagles football. You know, I look at, like, Jason Kelsey, for example. Like, Jason Kelsey probably is going to go down as one of the most respected, one of the most loved Eagles ever just because of how much of a dog he is. They want someone to take responsibility if they do wrong. They want someone to, you know, play well at a high level um, and then love and embrace the city. And so that's – if you can do that, man, you're, you're in a really good place.
I, I just happened to play against uh, the Eagles when Donovan McNabb tore his ACL. He tore his ACL on our sideline trying to scramble. And uh, my cousin was in the stands, and he had on the Titans jersey. And he didn't know where he was at. I told him, I said, listen, man, I'm going to get you these tickets. Don't, don't do that. Because he don't understand. He's like, man, I ain't scared of these Eagle fans. I said, and they ain't scared of you. Like, they don't care. They don't. They're getting, I think, I don't know if it's a jail underneath the stadium now. Yes. But it was. But, but I will say this. You guys was loaded that year, man. I'm talking about you, Brent, Zach. You talk about uh, Alshon, Jeffrey, Ajahi. Y'all had it. Like, that offense. And then Nick Foles. What when 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 Carson Wentz goes down, Nick Foles comes in, y'all didn't miss a beat. Like y'all literally, most teams, it's like, okay, we gotta dumb it down. Did y'all have the confidence that even though Nick was in there, obviously I went on to win it, but how did the team rally around Nick like that? Yeah, we had a bunch of I mean, a bunch of guys, not just Nick, uh, not just Carson go down. You know, we had our starting linebacker, Pro Bowl linebacker, Jason Peters, the uh, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer go down. Yes. You had Darren Sproles go down, you know, like yes. a ton of dudes that got injured that year. Uh, big bunch of Pro Bowlers, bunch of All Pro players, and so uh, it was really just Doug did a great job of like next man up mentality. He was preaching that from day one when the first guy got injured. I don't remember it might have been might have been Hicks, the linebacker. Um, you know, next man up. You know, we have no other option but to just continue the ball out and play. And so when Carson got hurt, obviously we were all devastated. He probably would have won. Well, guaranteed would have won NFL MVP that year. He was playing really really well. But uh, everybody just you know just seemed like everybody just jumped in place and did what they needed to do and um, great leadership. The guys stayed around, you know how it is like in the league, you can either, when you get injured, you can get out of there and go train and rehab back home, or you can stay at the facility and stay in the meetings and stay involved and stay engaged. And all those older guys, older vet guys that got hurt, they all stayed and they all hung out and they all, you know, kind of helped us see the game through their eyes, even though they weren't playing. And um, it really helped, you know, I think the team grow. Trey, every player wants their number called. I mean, I don't care when it is. If it's high school to get the, to take us to overtime or to win the, to win the state championship is in the NFL or college. But for you, y'all, this is a Super Bowl, man. Everybody has a trick play, if they want to call it. That. We practice during the week, but all the stars have to align for them to call it. Like, hey, man, we might do it. What? Okay, I don't know the scenario, but they was like, hey, man, let's do it. What? Let's do it. I don't know if y'all took a timeout because everybody – it's one play, but everybody get nervous, right? Okay, you know, uh, Philly special. And it was set up so well. This is the thing, though. I don't know what they told you to do on this play, but usually on trick plays, if you got to do anything, they'll say, Trey, don't look to the right. What up? Look to the left. Don't, because them defensive players, they key on any freaking thing. But because y'all, but because of somebody saying, what's a play that nobody would expect? Uh, a reverse, uh, you know, throw to the quarterback. What? Because this is why they can't lose. Who going to do it? Trey, why? Because if it's not there, I, I'm guessing the rule is, Trey, if he's not open, just run it or just throw yeah. it away. If yeah. he's not over, throw it away. If you can make a play, make a play. But the hardest throw is the layup. He's wide open. What is your, I just want to know what your heart was like because you like, dude, we about to do this thing in the freaking Super Bowl. What was you feeling on that play when, when the play when the call actually comes in? Yeah, you know, it's funny, bro. Like, I never really thought about it, honestly. We, for some reason, like, we had called a timeout. It was fourth and one. There was a couple seconds left in the, in the first half. And, uh, Called a timeout and Nick came to the sideline and now knowing now watching the videos like Nick came to the sideline asked for Doug to call the play. Doug says yeah let's run it and he goes back to the huddle and I'm standing next to you know how it is like you stand next to your position coach to know what personnel is going to go into the game and uh, the personnel with Zach and I at the same time was called Cub 
And so I was standing next to him and I'm like, what's up? What's up? He's like, hold on one, one second, one second. And he looks at me and he goes, all right, you're in cub. And so I'm like, all right, sweet. You know, I, I don't know what play is going to be called. I had no clue. Was never mm-hmm. even thinking about the Philly special, like not one time. So I think that obviously helped me, you know, not really paying attention to it. And then we, uh, Foles calls the play and we break the huddle and we three of us go to the left. And one of the dudes was like, what do I do? And I just, I, I we're like, hey, run, run over, run over. And I think all that played into me, like not thinking about it, you know, cause I'm trying to get lined up and see what's going on. And so I never really had a chance to wonder if I'm going to get the laces or wonder how open he's going to be. Like, I just, I remember the ball was snapped and I did what I did. I turned around and the dude, uh, Corey Clement tossed me the ball, great toss. And somehow I got the laces immediately and saw foals and, you know, kind of just threw it. Never really thought, I know for, I know for sure if I'm sitting here thinking like, Oh damn, I'm going to have to throw the ball to foals on fourth and one in the Super Bowl, Like, I would never be able to do it. But, and like to, to back that up, like everything happened. We celebrated. I go to the sideline and like Selig like grabs my helmet and shakes my head. And he said, you just do a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And that was really when I realized like, oh damn, that just happened, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, cause the thing about it is, is right. Two. Okay. Two things. One, Nick runs to the, it's fourth and one. All right. Cause so we only, so if you don't get it, oh, they, the people, they should have took the points. You know, they're going to yeah. say that. But yeah. Nick said, call it. Like, call the thing. He was like, and Doug, all right, I'm going to call it. And because you ain't thinking about it, I'm hearing the person there. I run on the field. I get to play. Brent looking at you like, bruh, this dude just threw a, yeah. a touchdown in the Super Bowl. But yeah. y'all win. But then, fast forward, y'all win the game, right? Y'all win the game. Who let you know what you really did? Like, no, 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 no. Trey, do you know what you did? Then what? No, 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 no. Do you know? Like, bruh, that's forever. That is a part of. Super Bowl history forever. Like, who was I know Brent told you, but was it a family member that said, Do you know what the hell you just did? And I got I I know your family is like, What the hell did Trey just do? Oh yeah, they were losing their minds. Uh no, I think after the game, you know, they have the uh post post game interviews and they asked me to go to the podium. So I knew like, oh damn, this is getting bigger, you know, as, as it goes. And so I brought my kids with me. You know, a bunch of questions about all that. I was the one, that, I think I was the one, or maybe Doug was the one that told him that, that the play was called Philly Special. And everybody just ran with it. They loved, absolutely loved that. And then when we went to the after party, um, just all the handshakes and hugs and pictures and stuff that I had taken obviously went to another level. But then when I got to Philly the next day, you know, we did the parade and saw all the fans. Like, you, you could just tell, like, it, it was something really, really cool. And um, it will live in that city forever. Trey, you you played, and I'm and I and I'm a preface this. You played for a, a big time team that loved their sports. Like they love they. If you from Philly, no, no, we root for the Fields. We root for the 76ers. We root for the freaking Eagles. Ain't no, we root for somebody else. And I don't know who they love the most, but if I had to pick, I'm gonna say them Eagles because of oh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. that city and what it meant. I mean, you know, Brian Dawkins, right? I mean, you know, you talk about Donovan McNabb, uh, Randall Cunningham. Y'all, but then Nick Foles has a freaking statue outside of the stadium because he did it. Now, this weekend, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, the greatest to me, no, 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 the best Eagles coach, Andy Reid, because the greatest got to go to Doug because Doug won it. Love Andy Reid. Obviously, you rooting for the Eagles. But when you see Andy Reid over there in that red, all that red, does it look weird to you? Because he 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 repped, he repped them Eagles for so many years. You know, it's funny, man. I never really cared about the NFL when I was growing up. Never really. Watched. I mean, I watch, I would watch it on Sunday, you know, just 
just because it was football, but like all I cared about was the Gators. Like I don't didn't really care much about anything else. So I wasn't really. I mean, I, I watched ball, but I w- didn't really know Eagles history. You know, with Andy Reid, obviously you hear about it and you respect the heck out of what he's done, and he's done so many great things. He's such a good person, you know. But uh, I'm not by no means are we. Would I say the Eagles are scared of the uh, Andy Reid? I mean, the Chiefs are good. You know, I think Mahomes is unbelievable. Kelsey's changing the game at the tight end position. The defense, you know, is better than it has been in the past. So I think it's just a, uh, a multitude of things that need the Eagles need to be worried about, you know, from a football standpoint. So I got so I got to ask, Trey, I mean, when y'all came out, y'all came out to meet Mills, Dreams and Nightmares, man, now they got little Uzi Burt, man. Who's the king of Philly, man? I'm just saying, like, now they got little Uzi. Y'all, listen, and the fact that they, the fact that they played that, yeah. I, said, I said, bro, this is crazy as hell. Like, and, and I got to ask this, okay, meet Mills, or lose a little Uzi, bro. Who you going with? Not even close. Me. All right. Have you ever met Kevin Hart? Because he is the he say he's the biggest Eagles fan ever. Have you ever met him? I don't think I ever met him, but I've seen him, you know, around a couple times. Undrafted, right? Undrafted to the Eagles in 2014. Signed and signed signed a contract extension for the Chicago Bears. Ended his career with the Colts. Brother played tight end, uh, Clay, at uh, Florida. Grandfather played in the NFL and was an Olympian. What the hell can't the Burtons do? Like, what can't y'all do, man? I'm excited to see what my kids do, man. I just, uh, my son, he really likes sports, you know, so I'm excited to be there for him and be able to kind of follow his footsteps. We've gone a couple places the last couple months, you know, for uh, sports. It's been a lot of fun. So who knows, man? My My daughters are in gymnastics. They're ballers. So we'll see. Who knows, man? Trey, y'all gonna be out there on the on the camp circuit, on on the sports circuit, right? And don't you? And people know you. Now the parents know you, and they was like, "Wait a minute, is Burton here or did he dad's kid right there?" Oh, I had to deal with this dude in high school. Now, <laughs> yes, now the offspring is coming. But when you look back on it all, uh, you know, Trey from you know from Venice to you know Gainesville to Philly to Chicago to Indianapolis, what is Philly special Super Bowl? What are you the most proud of of your career? Hmm. That's a great question. I think uh, the things you remember the most after it's all said and done is like the people that you've met and the relationships that you've built um, and also the people that you've been able to help and affect in a positive way. Um, You know, obviously ball is there and ball is important. But the stuff I think that when people come back to me or when I when I meet people out in, in, in public or in the street or wherever it may be, like the ones that mean the most to me are the ones that are the people that are like, hey, you were that guy that came and were consistent, you know, at my school, or you were that guy that helped help raise X amount of dollars for this. I think that means way more than the football side of things personally. And like I've always said that whatever your heart or your passion is about, um, you need to take action on it while you have the, the platform to do it. it doesn't matter what what you are you could be you know a teacher or you know construction or what finance like none of that your job occupation doesn't matter but whatever your heart um and what you really want to do and what you really want to follow and pour into um make sure you you know do those types of things and i think i can truly say that my family and i my wife and i were able to do a lot of really cool things you know um off the field that we'll never forget and that was probably more important than what we did on the field Trey, my most my most important thing in my career is I'm doing it right now. Uh, I'm like you. I never cared about accolades, man. I never cared about notoriety. I, I appreciate it, but I never. Yeah. What I regret the most is never coming back on campus to meet Trey Burton in person, Cornelius Ingram in person, Jordan Reed in person. Because 
Y'all boys, I was like, listen, man, them boys, so proud of them boys, man. Cause you know, coming that like you, I didn't grow up wanting to be a Georgia, I mean, wanting to be a Florida Gator. I didn't grow up, I'm from Georgia. I ain't want to be no Georgia Bulldog either, by the way. Yeah. I just was happy to be able to be down there. And when I see what you guys become, and like you said, I saw what you become as a player, but then I see, listen, man, he's a Christian, he's a father, he's a husband, and I see how you embrace off the field just as much as you do on the field. Most of the time, we love the spotlight because we've always been in it. But we suffer personally when it comes to like being fathers and husbands and sons. But you did a hell of a job in both places. And I like the fact that you embrace who you are way more than what you did. And hey man, I'm proud as hell of you. I'm when you threw, I'm like your family. When you threw it, I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I know you just that. Wait, 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 Tracy. I'm losing it. Like, wait, 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 wait. I said, Mom. Do you know who that is? She goes, yeah, that's number 88. No, no, no. That's Trey Burton, the tight end, fullback, everything in Florida. She said, wait a minute, he went to Florida. My mama, my mama loves all things Florida. Loves yeah. All things. But listen, 84 Reasons, Ryan, myself, man, I appreciate you taking the time today. Obviously, I'm going to be watching everything you're doing, man. You know, my, I have a daughter and two sons, so they're on the sports circuit, giving cool. these kids hell out here. Where y'all stay at? Where y'all stay at? My, my, uh, my, uh, my, my my daughter's in Orlando. Um, she plays uh, soccer for uh, Lake Nona. She plays uh, she's a uh, flag football and she plays basketball. She she finna get ready to go up against um, Charles Wilson's son. And she told yeah. me, this is what she said, Daddy, we might not win, but I want him, Charles like Wilson's son. So you know, like plus, plus my daughter, you know, full full disclosure, full disclosure, she she's not playing real football. And I don't I love her to death. I love her. She was like, Daddy, you think the boys? Are better than me? I said, no, sweetie, it's the physicality. Yeah. Boy, there are boys that can't handle the other boys. I'm not put because listen, Daddy. How old is she? She's uh, she's 11. So you know she she's she listen. She looks just like me. She has the athletic ability. Love, listen, Trey, love her, right? But if you ever see a little girl, if a bunch of people like, yeah, yeah, you see Troop on the back, that is my daughter. Tell her your daddy, your daddy told me to tell you, you ain't getting out there with the other. <laughs> not, not, and that's and that's because I love her. And I got to say this. Somebody should have told me it's it's way different. Love my kids, don't love them no different. But girls and boys, it's a different. It's just so different. When I see my, no my daughter out there, I can't get the preciousness out of my mind. She's rugged though, man. My daughter rugged. She won't. Yeah. She won't the smoke. But yeah, I I just embrace this side, man. My kids never got a chance to see me play, man. I just embrace this side of the things. When I decide to do something like eighty four reasons, it's for people like yourself, man. So people can see not just the player, but the man, but the yeah. husband. But who we, because obviously we can't live off who we used to be no more. Yeah. I think the greatest thing I ever heard was Mike Peterson, who's the linebacker's coach of Florida right now, was walking down the hall. And one of the players said, Hey, coach, that's you? And he said, It used to be. Yeah. I like the way he was, yeah, that used to be. Because most people, all they got is who they used to be. I thank God that we got so much life ahead of us. This side of this side of sports is so much better when I don't got to strap nothing up. I don't got to go to training camp. You ain't sore the next day. Like, I, exactly. I, I, listen, I, listen, I, I, I'm not, yeah, exactly. I'm not, I, I ain't saying something like, hey man, are you looking forward to going against Julius Peters? Hell no, I'm not looking forward to going against him. But at the same time, man, couldn't have happened to a better dude, man. You're going to live on the Philadelphia Eagle history forever. And now everybody trying to do the finish special. But, but this thing, you can't do it if the quarterback can't catch. Simple. <laughs> Quarterback can't catch, can't do it. Tom Brady tried to do it, can't do it. That's the one yeah. thing he can't do out of everything yeah. else. But Trey, like I said, man, I appreciate you taking the time, man. We're going to definitely let me know this thing come out, man. All uh, blessings to you and yours.
Yeah, much love to you, bro. I'll talk to you soon. Let's get back to Gainesville soon, all right?